Hello, everyone. Welcome to Narcissism Recovery Podcast. My name is Yitz Epstein. I'm a narcissistic abuse life coach, and today I'll be talking about integrating the fat fragmented self. Now, to begin, childhood trauma creates a sort of split, a sort of splintering, shattering, and sometimes annihilating of the individual's sense of self, the core foundation of what later will become their personality and ultimately how they communicate with the outside world. Now, because of this, uh, because of the trauma that happens, which ultimately gets repressed in the unconscious, it becomes very difficult to access these aspects of the self, um, whether there's repression, denial, uh, dissociation from it, disconnection, depersonalization, ultimately later on integrating them as part of the holistic, healthy, integrated self. This becomes difficult because of these defenses. The wounds quite literally do not exist in the individual's awareness. They are in the unconscious. So therefore, the individual is being greatly affected by these traumatic experiences even decades later, but because they reside in the blind spots of the person's psyche, they only show up in daily life with triggers, emotional flashbacks, and uh, disturbing memories. Those are the only access the individual has to these experiences. The fragmented parts of the individual get projected onto others. This is another defense that makes it more difficult to integrate the part of the, the, these fragments into the self. They ultimately get defended against and are seen as the enemy, uh, which this, fra- this, this split from their inner being creates almost a war between them, them and the aspects of themselves, which are really are part of them. But because they are seen by primary caregivers in society and ultimately by their own self as shameful, gross, disgusting, guilty, and neglect and ultimately not acceptable, uh, they will then disconnect from them as a form of, as a form of splitting. I want to quote from an article here by, uh, by this is by Jeremy McAllister. This is from goodtherapy.org. The article is Healing Compa- Complex Trauma, The Path to Self-Awareness, a fantastic article. I do highly suggest uh, reading it. Uh, this is, um, she discusses a lot of what I'd like to go into today, and I will quote from her article as well. Those who seek therapy for complex trauma, which is the trauma from the unconscious, will ultimately not know that they have complex PTSD, they'll usually come riddled with symptoms, anxiety, depression, uh, feeling like a failure, lack of motivation, uh, with the inability to maintain relationships. Uh, They might feel stuck, uncomfortable, confused, uh, whether by themselves or in a relationship. Now, the reason why complex trauma is so difficult to identify, like I mentioned, it's in the unconscious, but also because the individual doesn't realize that parts of themselves are missing. They never had these aspects, or they did, but they were too young to know that they had actually done this and disconnected and split off from these unwanted, undesirable parts. It creates a sort of enemy out of their own self. So what they end up doing is they quite literally create a battleground within to fight the parts of themselves they don't want, which creates a war, chaos, extreme dis-ease, and ultimately leads many people to therapy uh, where therapists often do not see this happening and will misdiagnose the symptoms and not identify the cause. The individual stops cooperating with themselves internally. They move from equality of all aspects and equilibrium and emotional regulation to chaos, dysregulation, emotionally speaking, and a sort of hierarchy where the acceptable parts are put on top and those that are not acceptable are pushed down and ultimately denied. Each individual adapts to their family system uh, in order to survive, pleasing primary caregivers, adapting their personality, disconnecting from the parts that don't aren't agreeable to the system, and ultimately only accepting the parts that are. In this way, it sort of works as a self-destructive or self-abusive mechanism in order to survive. 
the individual who's organizing them, their, themselves into the family system will be quite literally a walking duality. They will contain, uh, they will have uh, certain, uh, quite literally, they'll have certain parts of themselves that they get along with, some parts of, the, parts of themselves that they cannot handle, cannot accept. Uh, this really happens to everyone, um, and, and really everyone, based on their ability to adapt, will find either survival or ultimately could collapse spiritually and emotionally and not and really have a failure to thrive and develop a sense of self so depending on how much the individual had to adapt and how much they had to cut themselves away and adapt and disconnect from their authenticity will determine just how traumatic and ultimately the damage that is done long term this really is the complexity of complex trauma it's the missing experiences it creates an inability to heal it also creates a sort of yearning a yearning for unmet needs while also running away from them, and this is where you see oftentimes in survivors of complex trauma have a certain desire to connect with people, but also are repelled and disgusted by them. Now, just as we are internally separated, uh, separated parts that seek connection from, uh, really, uh, from parts that seek safety, we push externally against whatever we need most in life because there is no agreement. So, really, um, we, we, what we want ends up becoming something we, we push away, an in, in, in internal battle that really uh, leads to extreme dysfunction, ultimately uh, many times breakdowns. She says, Jeremy says here that it's on some level we wait for the elusive experiential safety that will release us and reverse the process, bringing everything together. Uh, so this yearning oftentimes leads people to uh, join groups, to join relationships, to even cults, to uh, where they do preach a certain sort of you will if you work for it, if you work hard enough, if you finally can achieve a certain enlightenment, you will get what you need. But really, deep down, it's this desire to finally get accepted and ultimately integrate those aspects of oneself that have been destroyed and manipulated and abused. When there's a certain ongoing threat. And this remains familiar. It becomes the home. It becomes the atmosphere of the individual. This becomes the very norm, and the individual adapts to it. So later on in life, this becomes very difficult to maladapt, or I should say to disconnect from this adaptive coping techniques. And ultimately, this becomes the basis of the individual's personality. We really do fold, we bend, and often break in trying to please our parents, please the family system, and keep things fluid and ultimately together. We really also many times disconnect from our sensory uh, information. Um, we we it, it, basically we um, we become insulated against new experiences and really trapped in just constantly trying to adapt. Um, we and many times we become the system. We quite literally absorb our caregivers' uh, dialogue, internal core belief system. Uh, if our caregivers judged us, we judge ourselves. If they dismissed, we dismissed ourselves. Diminished us, we do the same. Um, we really see ourselves how they see us so that we can finally give it, be, fit the projection they want from us and ultimately keep the, the, the fluidity of the family system together. And while this chaotic inner experiences and really just adapting oneself to fit in works in the meantime to survive, it wreaks havoc later on in life and ultimately um, fragments the self and really causes so much chaos in the individual's uh, daily living. Some of the 
some of the uh, inter- internal conflicts that occur uh, between with, with these individuals who are struggling with the split off of the self are firstly i want to be seen now this might be met with uh with you're too needy so therefore they want but they also run away from this very uh, attention that they desire they want to be big but they'll also uh, feel like they might be a target so they stay small uh, to, to 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 feel safe they want to express themselves, but then they're told they're too exuberant. So they'll, again, have that desire to do something, but then they'll have this inner command not to, really ripping apart the individual's psyche. And I just do want to bring some just attention to the fact how how really disturbing and how painful and chaotic this internal experience is for children, uh, and then later on adults. And I would argue that many of the personality disorders that you see today really are stemming from the desire to integrate the, the, the split-off aspects of one's self, and ultimately yearning for that reintegration, that can connection to the self oftentimes plays itself out in adult dysfunctional relationships or business pursuits where the individual's yearning to get something out of the relationship that they did not get in childhood. Now, a couple of techniques on how to deal with having a fragmented or split or shattered or even annihilated sense of self. First of all, it's important to understand that the parts of yourself that you're not accepting are part of you. These are aspects of you. They are not good. They are bad. Now, you might feel shameful about those aspects of yourself, but that does not mean they are, in fact, gross, shameful, and, and, and guilty and needing of be dis- being discarded. Realizing that many of the battles you've created with other people are really just a projection of the battle within and accepting the fact that this has happened and realize that the inner child work, self-compassion, and really self-acceptance is extremely necessary to accept these parts of yourself that oftentimes we do not want to even admit they are part of ourselves. In reality, it's the inner child looking for safety, and you need to, in a sense, be your parent to your inner child. Meditation, creating stillness, allows for the dissociated aspects of the self to slowly make their way back into one's present moment experiences. At first, this is extremely difficult, and there will be resistance. Defense mechanisms will show up, uh, and shame oftentimes will show up. There will often be flashbacks, and many times you'll say, well, I guess meditation isn't working. I guess I'm just going to not do that. Well, meditation is not always fun. In the beginning, many times it's very painful to still the mind and realize that a lot of the pain is present. Find a professional, coach, therapist, psychologist who understands complex trauma and understands how to integrate the aspects of oneself into a fluid, a continuous flow of one's uh, daily life and ultimately integrate it into one's daily life. This is not very common. People do not necessarily understand the depths of how complex trauma works and how childhood developmental trauma is, affects daily living. Uh, but it's very necessary to find someone who does not just diagnose the symptoms but delves into the chaos of one's childhood that caused this complex trauma. And lastly, radical self-acceptance of, acceptance of one's total being will allow for the aspects of oneself to really flow back. It's, a natural, it's natural that these aspects flow back to oneself. When you get triggered, this is another indication that there's something that needs to be addressed. This is not... You know, defending oneself against one's inner being will not bring healing. It's important to notice defense mechanisms and allow these aspects to flow back in. It is not uncommon for abuse victims to absolutely abhor themselves and be shamed that they even own or even have aspects of themselves that have been fl- uh, split off. But self-love and acceptance creates an environment of integration which will allow for the uh, self-acceptance and ultimately for healing, the holistic uh, fluid existence of one's being in daily life. 
I hope this podcast resonated with you. Complex trauma is certainly a very uh, difficult thing to overcome. Uh, child abuse, long-term child abuse, narcissistic abuse all create a very difficult internal world. Um, it's important to find somebody who can hold space for you and allow you to regrow those aspects of yourself. Self-acceptance, self-care, and self-love uh, do wonders, uh, as well as really doing things that you desire and really finding who you are. Uh, because as you continuously look for yourself and find yourself, you'll find that uh, you are more than just your trauma. You are more than just the aspects of yourself that you are even aware of. Oftentimes, we don't realize how big and how much we are. Uh, therefore, it's important to uh, explore and non-judgmentally uh, sift through your experiences to find uh, the parts of yourself that have been disconnected from. And uh, I would be happy to help you along your journey if you are struggling uh, from complex trauma. I work with a system called the Mind Map, which helps identify your wounds of childhood and how you did get fragmented and ultimately pulled away from yourself. Please do reach out. I'd love to help you along your journey. The, the email to reach me is yitz, Y-I-T-Z, at psychologicalhealingcenter.com. I can be reached by phone, 252-696-4852. I offer a free 15-minute consultation. Uh, please do reach out if you would like to take advantage of that offer. Once again, thank you so much for listening. It is my absolute pleasure to be here with you today. Until next time, all the best.